0: This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.
1: It's midnight. Clouds drift across the face of the moon. A chill breeze billows past you as you move down a darkened street. Ahead, A sputtering light in a window, reflected against the puddle, a door creaks open into the gloom, and you smell... something tantalizing. Please, come inside. Good evening, intrepid listeners. We shut the door and double locked it against the horrors that even now press upon us from the shadows outside. There will be nothing to disrupt you from tonight's specialty of the house. Yes, a rare treat indeed awaits you. For while searching through our dank basement, we uncovered something very interesting. A series of reel-to-reel tapes with yellowing labels reading the Russian Sleep Experiment. These reels came about some time in the 1940s, but what they contain within them is something that is perhaps best left unknown. But they say things get better with age, so why don't you join us as we listen in, hmm?
0: Testing procedure set to begin on compound 24. Dr. Elian speaking. Compound 24 is a gas-based stimulant intended to keep subjects functioning without need for sleep as long as exposed. Tests will hopefully detail lasting effects of the stimulant, with the ultimate goal to record effects of prolonged exposure over a one-month period. We have been granted five test subjects for the experiment, and they have been brought in. Subjects are political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during the war. They have been promised their freedom if they submit to the test. I am certain this is a convenient lie to promote complacency. We have constructed a controlled testing environment to monitor oxygen intake, as compound 24 can be toxic in high concentrations. Observation into the chamber is done through a 5-inch thick glass portal, and communication is possible via microphone. Chamber contains books, cots intended for rest, running water, toilets, and a one-month dried food ration. Subjects may do as they wish in the chamber, provided we can observe their actions and behavior at all times. I've just been informed. Compound 24 is ready. Attention subjects, we are commencing the experiment. The chamber has been sealed, and the stimulants will be released into the air now. Nah. Experiment log day 4. No ill effects noted. Subjects have not slept since arrival, and appear to be functioning normally. Amount of compound 24 intake remains at predicted levels. Subjects pass the time by, communicating with each other. Conversation has not waned, and topics have been varied. As of last night, they have been sharing details about their past with each other. Matters remain focused on this in easy morning, where they have notably begun relating past traumas to each other. I cannot tell if this is relieving or stressful to the subjects. We'll continue to monitor aspects of communication between them. Experiment Log Day 6. Subjects remain awake, though their behavior has become slightly more erratic. Compound 24 intake remains at predicted levels, Subjects have begun complaining about the circumstances that put them here, starting last night. They have since ceased communicating with each other, displaying signs of increasing paranoia. They have taken to whispering into the microphones and porthole. Subjects have attempted to gain trust of individual researchers, have suggested turning over their fellow subjects to earn favors. It has been suggested that this may be a side effect of prolonged exposure to compound you will keep the gas flow at current rate, just to be certain. Experiment log, day 9. The intake labels have not changed, but subjects continue to show signs of mental deterioration. Effects are being noted. At approximately 9.14 am, one subject who shall be referred to as Subject A began to scream. Subject A spent the past three hours running the length of the chamber over and over again, yelling at the top of his lungs. Other test subjects have not reacted to Subject A. They continue to whisper into the microphones and seem to pay no attention to Subject A's behavior. As I record this, Subject A has ceased screaming. I do not know why this is. Gillian,
2: I must speak to you.
0: Yes, uh, what is it?
2: There is something you must see. Come to the window. What is he doing? He hasn't stopped. I think he has exhausted his voice, and
0: yet he tries to scream. I believe he may have physically torn his vocal cords, judging by the sound. My God. Keep a monitor on them. I want this observed at all times. Yes, but shouldn't we use the intercom? We do not break protocol. No outside communication. Experiment log day 13. We have been unable to monitor subjects properly due to air interference. No change in gas levels. Shortly after, subject B began behaving in a manner akin to subject A on day 9. The remaining subjects obstructed our view of the chambers by destroying the chamber books, smearing the pages with their own feces, and pasting them over the windows. This was done in a calm, deliberate manner. Subject B's screaming ceased moments after our view was completely blocked. No more communication has come through the microphones. We have checked them hourly to ensure they are working, but we hear nothing. Oxygen intake in the chamber indicates that all five subjects are still alive, although it appears they are under the effects like strenuous exercise. Research staff is to meet soon and deliberate on what to do. I shall record any discussion for posterity. Experiment Log, Day 14. We have agreed to break protocol to ensure our subjects are alive and intact and we are attempting to elicit a response using the intercom.
2: We are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor where you will be shot. Compliance will grant one of you your immediate freedom. We no longer want to be freed. What was that? Hello? Answer. What did you say? Subjects. For your own safety, we must ensure your ability to communicate. Lack of cooperation will be met with deadly force. We need a response. Respond now! I demand an answer!
0: I must end here. I am needed for yet another debate. Experiment log, day 15. Subjects have remained unresponsive. It has been decided after careful consideration between research team and military personnel that we open the chamber and investigate. I have connected this device to the microphones of the chamber to better account of what happens. Are you ready, Yes. Prepare to flush the chamber. This chamber is now being purged of compound 24 in the field. Here lowering no, stop!
2: What are you doing? We need the guns! We need it! Stop! Please stop!
0: They're panicking. Open the chamber door as soon as the process finishes. Send the armed men in first. Oh I want complacency. Oh Turn it back on! Turn it back on! Turn it back on! log Uh, day 16 subjects have a moment further research in the test chamber has been postponed until consensus can be reached casualties have resulted one soldier was killed in the process of removing the test subjects from the chamber and only three of our original subjects remain I shall attempt to explain in detail what has taken place Upon entering the chamber on day 15, minutes after midnight, military staff discovered only four of the five subjects alive, although I hesitate to call what the others had, if they were even alive. Subject B was nearly unrecognizable, as it was remained scattered around the chamber, with portions blocking the drain on the chamber floor and allowing water to accumulate Remaining four subjects were in various states of severe mutilation. Much of the muscle and skin was torn away from their rib cages, exposing the lungs. In their abdominal organs had been removed, though kept intact and in functioning. They had been taken out and laid on the floor around the subjects. Destruction of flesh and exposed bone on the fingertips indicates that the wounds were inflicted by hand. An angle of entry implies that the majority of the damage was self-inflicted. Despite this, they continued to alternatively beg and demand that we expose them to Compound 24, lest they fall asleep. The soldiers were hesitant to remove the subjects from the chamber, and when attempting to do so, the subjects put up a surprising amount of resistance, despite their condition. One soldier was killed instantly after a subject tore out his throat, and another was severely injured by a severed artery in his leg due to a subject's bite. The remaining soldiers have refused to go anywhere near the subjects or the chamber since. Subject D sustained a ruptured spleen in the process of removal and bled out almost immediately. Attempts to sedate him proved fruitless, as he was injected with more than ten times the human dose of a morphine derivative and still felt like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and arm of Dr. Avdiev. Further attempts to subdue the subject were halted for the safety of staff. The subject continued to flail and lash out at anyone near, repeating the word, more, over and over again, until his heart stopped. Even then, even then, this was a full two minutes after bleeding out completely, to the point where vascular systems were more likely to be filled with air than blood. The remaining three subjects have been taken to a medical facility for treatment. for your await reports of progress, and I am not sure the subjects can be saved. Experiment log. seventeen. test remains obviously halted. Reports have come back that two subjects arrived at emergency surgery, a third expiring mid-operation. I have with me a report from Nurse Loban, which I will relate. In the process of preparing Subject E to have his organs placed back within his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to sedatives. He fought furiously against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch-wide leather strap on one wrist, even with the weight of a 200-pound soldier holding that wrist down. It took only a little more than normal anesthetic administration to put him under, and his heart stopped the moment his eyes closed. The autopsy revealed Subject E's blood had triple the normal level of oxygen. Muscles still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued. Most were from the force of his own muscles. Subject A could not verbally object to the surgery, his vocal cords still heavily damaged, though he shook his head violently whenever anesthetic gas was brought near him, only responding when Dr. Merkulov suggested the surgery be conducted without anesthesia. Subject did not react for an entire six-hour procedure of replacing abdominal organs and attempts to cover with remaining skin. It should have been medically impossible for Subject A to live through this. At the end of the procedure, patient began to wheeze loudly. Dr. Mirkolov gave him a pen and pad of paper, at which point the subject wrote, Keep cutting. Subject C received the same surgical procedure also without anesthetic, so injected with a paralytic for the operation it was impossible to perform while the patient laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the patient could only follow attending researchers with his eyes. The paralytic cleared his system abnormally quickly, at which point the patient tried to escape his buns. When able to speak, the subject began asking continuously for stimulant gas. When questioned about the self-mutilation and the need for the stimulant, the subject only responded with, I must remain awake. Here, in medical notes, myself along with the rest of the research staff will soon be meeting with military staff to consider what is to be done with the surviving subjects and the remainder of the experiment. I am hesitant to carry on any further, but I am concerned our benefactors We'll not like what has transpired. I will record all future meetings for posterity.
2: But you have not even seen what these people have gone through. Their bodies are destroyed and their minds are gone. That is exactly the reason
0: the experiment must carry on. Sir, with with all due respect, I do not see what further results we can get from these subjects. They have seemingly become mentally dependent on Compound 24. They are hardly people anymore. And what would you have us do, Elian? Euthanize them. Put them out of their misery. We take the results we have, and ask for time to modify Compound 24. Out of the question. My superiors demand results now. Besides, you do not see the potential in this. As you have said, these men have become powerful beyond compare. Immune to pain and mad for the gas. I want to see what can be done
2: to them when exposed further. We cannot do such a thing. They will only deteriorate further.
0: That is of little consequence. These men are enemy of the state. Little better than vermin anyway. I will not be the one to tell my superiors that we have failed. We continue regardless. But, sir... That is final, Katnikov. Your team will have the subjects restrained and returned to the chamber, and subjected to the stimulant. That is what they want after all. Very well, sir. Good. And see to it quickly. We have been delayed long enough. What do we do now? We do what he orders. Like it or not, he will get his way. We have no choice.
2: Of course we don't. Let M.G. be bastard.
0: Take precautions regardless. He hasn't noticed the tape. We have the evidence if the worst should happen.
2: I will. Alien, I don't know what insanity is taking the subjects, but I feel there's something more to all this.
0: It bothers me. I'm afraid. I'll conceal a gun on me, just in case. Don't lose our head, comrade. We will carry on, talk to the rest of the staff, let them know what's going on. But, advice, question. Experiment log day 18, after a direct order from our commanding officer, we will resume the experiment with the two remaining subjects. Both have been connected to an EEG monitor, and both restrained to gurneys for long-term confinement. Subjects have been surprisingly compliant and calm, having been told they will be placed in the chamber in return to stimulate exposure. I am able to witness everything in the chamber via portal, and we will relay what is happening. Likewise, I have once again connected this device to the chamber audio. Both subjects are being secured now. Both are evidently flicking off sleep. Subject A strains his legs regularly against his restraints in a rhythmic fashion. Subject C keeps humming to himself. EEG readings appear normal Wait. Wait. No. I can't be right. What is happening, Ilian? I'm walking at the EEG readings for Subject A. His brain waves keep flatlining then going normal. It's as if he's suffering repeated brain death. Look.
2: Ilian, Subject A has just shut his eyes. I think you may have fallen asleep. Seal the chamber.
1: Seal it. Seal it now. I need the gas. I must not sleep, please. What, what's happening? Seal what's happening? Come down. Get off, please.
0: subject please, A s- just flat and remains that please, way. What's it, please, going on?
1: Please, I swear, subject please, A is just just dead.
0: Give,
2: give me back the gas, please, please. Subject sees brain waves please, are starting
0: please, to do the same please, as subject A.
2: Do not halt the test. I'm
1: going to the chamber entrance. Keep watch. I must not sleep. I must not sleep. What is it? Tell me. Why do you fear sleep? You must
0: tell me! Subject C continues to thrash and struggle. I can see it seals the chamber. Now! Wait, it's No! No! Stop! They're still in here! Do it! You son of a bitch!
2: Kandakov, don't!
0: Kandakov has just shot Nitsuki dead. The others are fleeing the room. But he. Oh, Put the gun down! I won't be locked in here with these things. He was
2: going to turn us into them. <laughs> so easily
1: we are you (laughs) we are the madness that looks within you all begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind (laughs) we are what you hide from in your beds every night (laughs) we are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread We should
2: have done this long ago.
1: So nearly free. That was all that was ever uncovered about the experiment. Perhaps the entire thing was covered up. But this remains. You do have to wonder about those less cryptic comments though. What truly was buried in the insanity of the subjects? That's a question for another night, dear friends. Until next week in Lean pleasant dreams. (laughs) Midnight Marinera is a bi-monthly podcast, written, produced, directed, and mixed by David King. This episode features the voice talents of Matt Hawley, Andrew Eddy, Nick Jewell, and Fabian Alonzo. The Russian Sleep Experiment is based on a circulated story whose original author is unknown. Comments, suggestions, advice on how to get rid of the chittering sound of hundreds of rats I hear constantly in my head? Feel free to leave feedback wherever you listen to this, or email us at midnightmarinara at gmail.com.